Welcome. You are listening to the Learning to Believe Again podcast with your host, Brittany Bexton. Where do you begin when you're learning to believe again? Hi, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. This week, I am going to share a prophetic word that I actually got the beginning of a little over a month before Easter this year. So um, probably about two months ago now, two and a half months ago maybe. But I just kept feeling this nudge that I was supposed to share more of this word. I have shared a little piece of it on social media um, shortly after I got it actually. But there is an extension to this. So I wanted to give the whole word and encourage people with this because I felt a nudge from the Holy Spirit that I was supposed to encourage others with this word and encourage them to hang on in the process because this word is a process, but it's a good, good word. So before we get started today, I just want to say thank you for joining me. I know some of you probably follow me because you have read my book or heard some of my music, but I just want to encourage you if you have not checked out my book, Learning to Believe Again, yes, the same title as the podcast, you can find that anywhere bookstores are sold. You might have to order it. They don't always have it in stock. That includes all of the online sources. I wrote it out of a crazy time period in my life where... I really, though I believed in God, I could never not believe in him because he spoke to me. I really struggled with my faith during that time and trusting God. And I had to walk out of that through some major healing and learn some pretty deep lessons through it. And I wrote that book out of the healing and lessons I learned to encourage and help other people that might be walking out similar things. So if you are in a place where the world or life has battered you in the last few years and you need a boost of faith and you need a reset, check out my book. You can get it anywhere books are sold. And it is called Learning to Believe Again, 30 Days to Finding Hope, Faith, and Comfort in God's Truth. So let's get to this word, shall we? So about two and a half months ago, a little over a month before Easter, I was in church in the morning and I had been interceding for different people there and praying and we were in worship time. So I am worshiping and I go all out when I worship because I love music and it's one of the ways that I feel close to God. So I am getting at it in worship and I am like declaring words and I'm singing my heart out and I'm bouncing around and I hear the voice of God thunder over the entire room and I hear the voice of God thundering say let my people go now I knew he wasn't talking to me he was speaking so that I could hear him just as he had to Moses when he told Moses to tell Pharaoh to let his people go but I heard God's voice thunder over the entire congregation that day let my people go. And it was a command. When God, that is a command. That is a command. It was a command when he said it to Moses to tell the Pharaoh, to tell Pharaoh. It was a command to Pharaoh. 
And his voice, when I say it thundered, I mean, there was authority in his voice. There was a finality in his voice that day. And there was an anger in his voice that's saying, I've had enough with what the enemy is doing to my people. That's it. Let my people go. So God continued to pour out this word to me in church that morning. And that was the first part. I heard his voice thunder, let my people go. But then he started giving me downloads about what he really meant. And he said, people have been dealing with hard, stubborn enemies. They have been dealing with long, tough battles. They have been dealing with things for so long and they have been fighting so hard that so many people have gotten to a place where they don't even know how to fight anymore or they struggle to believe or even to have hope at this point. And he said, there are some people that have been dealing with things their whole life and others that have just been fighting so hard and the enemy has been so stubborn that they have not seen the breakthrough and they don't know when or how they will see it. But he said, and he reminded me, that just as God made a command to Pharaoh to let his people go, and he made sure that it happened, that he was doing the same now. Because Pharaoh was a stubborn enemy. So though people now have been dealing with stubborn, stubborn enemies, Pharaoh, from the book of Exodus, was a stubborn enemy. God himself issued a command to Pharaoh to let his people go, but Pharaoh didn't say yes. God's people had been in captivity for 430 years. That means some of those people had never known anything but slavery. They had never known anything but slavery ever in their lives. They were born into slavery. Talk about an enemy that they had grown used to or an enemy they thought they couldn't overcome. Pharaoh did not want to let the people go. He did not want to get rid of these slaves. He used them regularly. But God had issued a command. And with that command, there was a warning too that he had issued a command and he would do whatever it took to set his people free. That Pharaoh would let his people go. And in that, he had Moses share these things with Pharaoh. Well, because Pharaoh would not do it, God issued plague after plague after plague. And after each one, He was issued a command again, let my people go. And each time Pharaoh refused. He was a stubborn enemy. He did not want to let the people of God go. But God had issued a command. So each time he said no, God would send another plague. Well, Pharaoh was so stubborn, he didn't care. It didn't matter that his people were suffering. It didn't matter that he was. He was not going to listen. He did not want to let God's people go. But... God brought this to a culmination on Passover. Now, when I got this word, I honestly didn't even realize Passover was coming up, but it was. We just passed through Passover the Friday prior to Easter. So this culminated on Passover. The very first Passover was the final plague or problem that God issued to Pharaoh before Pharaoh finally agreed to let God's people go. He sent out a death angel to kill the firstborn of every one of the Egyptians, everything, not just of their family, but even their livestock. 
And God told his people to slaughter a perfect lamb and use the blood of the lamb to cook the lamb and eat it, but to use the blood of the lamb and smear their doorposts. And that when the angel of death went through, he would see the blood of the lamb on their doorposts and he would pass over them so that no one in, in God's, in the families of the Israelites or in the families of God's people, none of them would be harmed. None of them would be injured, but he took the firstborn of every one of Egypt, every one of the Egyptians, including Pharaoh's own son. Well, by the time this was done, the next day after Passover, the Egyptians were practically begging the Israelites to leave. They were practically begging God's people to leave. Pharaoh said, get out of here, get out of here, leave, take your people and go. So God did everything that needed to be done to make sure that his command was followed. It didn't matter that the enemy was stubborn. It didn't matter how many times the enemy said no. It did not matter how many times the enemy would not let go. God had issued a command and he was going to make sure that that command was done and accomplished. So God began downloading this to me in service. He thundered over the congregation. This is just two and a half months ago. Let my people go. And then he tells me that there are people that have been battling and fighting these stubborn enemies and they haven't seen the way out and they haven't seen the victory. And some of them have even been dealing with things their entire life. But he said, it doesn't matter how stubborn the enemy is. I issued a command and just as I dealt with Pharaoh, so I will deal with their enemies and my people will be free. They will be free. The things that they are fighting for will happen. They will see the breakthrough and the victory. My people will be free. So I knew that this was a corporate word, but I also knew that this had personal ramifications in my own life. A corporate word applies corporately, meaning everyone can grab hold of it. So I knew it was for me too, and it was for the battle that I'd been fighting as well. So I have been walking this out in faith, doing everything that God said that he wanted me to do. And God has been faithful. There has been breakthrough in the things that I have been praying for and fighting for and believing for. And the enemies that I have been dealing with have been stubborn. And I have seen stubborn enemies that other people and loved ones have been dealing with. But God has been faithful. But God reminded me as the Passover breakthrough came. He reminded me that his people's freedom did not end at Passover. It ended at the Red Sea. That's where the final blow was issued. That's where their freedom was secured. And he said the Red Sea is still coming. You see, what happened was Pharaoh did let God's people go. But then he changed his mind. That stubborn enemy's heart was so hardened that he changed his mind after everything that God had done. The enemy foolishly pursued God's people yet again. The enemy foolishly came back to try to bring God's people back into captivity. But God had issued a command. And God's command and God's purposes and God's plans stand. When God issues a command, it is done. 
It doesn't matter how stubborn the enemy is. It doesn't even matter if the enemy has let them go and then changed their minds and pursued. God issued a command. So I know most people are probably familiar with the moment at the Red Sea and how God parted the Red Sea for the Israelites. But maybe you don't know the whole piece of the story if you haven't read this this part of the Bible yourself. But what happened was Pharaoh and the people of Egypt changed their minds. They wanted their slaves back. But God had already set his people free. When he issued the command, it was done. But that didn't stop the enemy from pursuing. So the Israelites, God's people, had barely experienced the freedom and breakthrough that God had promised them. He had barely experienced. They had barely experienced it. They had seen what God had done, but they had barely experienced freedom. And as soon as they left, basically, the enemy pursued. The enemy that they had been enslaved to for 430 years pursued. And they were sure that they were either going to be back in captivity or they were going to be killed in the wilderness and punished for everything that had happened. They were so mentally attached to slavery, not because they wanted to be, but because it was all they had known. They had so many lies that had to be broken off of their minds still, even after everything they saw God do, that when they saw the enemy pursue, except for Moses and a faithful few who spoke directly to God, even Moses likely had fear in this moment because they saw the enemy pursue. And they, in that moment, thought that they were going to die in the wilderness. Or that they would be brought back into captivity, used as slaves again, and punished for everything that had happened. So in that moment, they thought, why did we walk through all of this just to be punished again? Just to be enslaved again and punished and beaten or to be killed in the wilderness when we could have at least lived before? But God had issued a command. You see, to them, it looked like they were at a dead end. And it looked like a fierce enemy that had had power over them for far too long was pursuing them on their backs and going to kill them. And it looked like they had nowhere to go. And Pharaoh's troops pursuing wasn't just civilians like most of the Israelites were. They were armed for war. It was an army. It was horses and chariots and military. And here are the people of God at the Red Sea, at a dead end with nowhere to go. And the enemy is breathing down their necks at their back because the enemy pursued despite everything that God had done to set them free. And, you know, God started speaking to me about how he issued this word again. And some of his people had experienced breakthrough. And experience shifts through Passover, just as the Israelites had. That there had been breakthrough in their lives. That there had been answer to prayer in their lives. Even as I've experienced it, that others had too. That they saw things happening in the natural, not just the supernatural that they had prayed for. That they saw truth being exposed. That they saw the enemy being destroyed. And then all of a sudden, it felt like the enemy pursued again. 
all of a sudden it felt like the enemy was breathing down their necks again. All of a sudden it felt like they were at a dead end with nowhere to go and what looked like progress suddenly seemed worse. Or at least it didn't look like progress anymore or they were just discouraged because the enemy has been breathing down their necks and pursuing them. But when the Israelites got to the Red Sea, it looked like a dead end to them, but it wasn't. You know that God parted the sea, but that's not where God stopped. You see, that stubborn enemy pursued the Israelites, God's people, all the way into the Red Sea. But God protected his people. And as the enemy pursued his people, God's people walked through on dry ground. But the very sea that God parted for his people was the very sea that God used to completely destroy and wipe out the enemy once and for all. You see, God said at that dead end, he spoke to Moses. Moses had said to the people, don't be afraid. Just stand still and watch God fight for you today. And then God said to Moses, why are you praying? Why are you crying out? Why are you crying out? Lift your hand over the sea and part the waters. The enemy that you see today will never be seen again because God himself fights for you today. God himself fights for you today. So God separated the Red Sea and let his people walk through on dry ground. But he used the very pathway he made for his people to completely destroy the enemy. You see, the enemy could have chosen not to pursue. Pharaoh could have stayed back and not pursued, but he was a stubborn enemy. And God said that there are many of you that have been fighting stubborn enemies. And every time it feels like there's a breakthrough or now that it has felt like there was a breakthrough, the enemy has pursued again and it feels stressful and it feels frustrating and it feels scary and it feels disheartening and it feels angering and you don't see a way through. But God said it didn't end at Passover. It did not end at Passover. It ended at the Red Sea. And just as he swallowed the enemy up at the Red Sea, killing, killing the enemy, he killed the enemy. The enemy had a choice to not pursue. The enemy knew what God's command was. The enemy hardened their hearts and they stubbornly pursued what was not their right to do. And because they pursued, God killed the enemy. So I'm telling you, you that have been fighting long, hard battles, you that have experienced breakthrough and then felt like you lost the breakthrough you had, you that thought the enemy was finally defeated, but it seemed like the enemy pursued, God's word to you is, I issued a command to let my people go. I said that I was going to deal with the stubborn enemies that you have been dealing with and you have experienced breakthrough and I have shown you who I am. And it wasn't for naught. It wasn't in vain. It wasn't a partial breakthrough. I complete and perfect my word. And just as I issued the command in your life, so it is done. It is done. You may have experienced breakthrough at Passover. You may feel like the enemy is pursued again. But that word doesn't end at Passover. It ends at the Red Sea. And if you are in that place feeling like the enemy is pursuing, 
feeling frustrated, not understanding why the breakthrough hasn't broken all the way through. It's because God isn't finished yet. And it's because that stubborn enemy is about to be killed. It's because that stubborn enemy is about to be wiped out forever so that the enemy that you see today will never be seen again. It doesn't just have to set you free. This time it's being handled completely. This time the enemy is being wiped out. This time God is swallowing up and drowning and destroying and killing the enemy that has tried to kill you. It is killing the enemy that has tried to oppress you. It is killing the enemy that has tried to pursue you. The power of God is killing the enemy with the Red Sea that has tried to affect and oppress your family, your children, your loved ones, your future, your destiny. God has had enough and he said he issued a command to let his people go and he will fulfill that command. So if you have been sitting in a place where you do not understand why the breakthrough did not break all the way through, God told me to come on here and tell you it's because the Red Sea is still coming. It might feel like a dead end. It might seem like there's no way out. You might be in a place where you have no idea what to do at this point. But God says that he is fighting for you. That the enemy that you see today will never be seen again because God himself fights for you and the Red Sea is coming. So I just want to encourage you with that word today. I know that this was a different kind of episode, but I do pop on here from time to time to share prophetic words. And I felt like this was a right now word and there are people that needed to hear it. So I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. And I just want to leave you with one more word of encouragement. When God utters a word, his word never returns void and God issued a command. So trust in the Lord. Lean not on your own understanding. He will complete that which he said he would. Have a wonderful day and I will talk to you next time. When you're learning to